Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. I'm Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me as has become the routine here recently. And we thank all of you for listening. Our numbers are up. That's probably due to Zach's presence on the podcast. It's probably not due to my uh, phenomenal understanding and and uh knowledge of college football recruiting but i'm working on it getting there getting better uh we're going to talk to zach in a minute we're going to take your questions from rebelgrove.com but first let me tell you that we're brought to you by dead soxy they are our sponsor and dead soxy fantastic product i'm wearing some of their no-shows right now hot weather's here with it comes the inevitable debate of sock or no sock with your loafers so save your feet and your shoes for making their own impression and get into summer and early fall with some no-shows from Dead Soxy. You really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. It's the first step in dressing for the job you want, not the job you have. So go to deadsoxy.com, enter the code REBELGROVE at checkout. You'll get 30% off all orders, including sale items. These no-shows are the same quality you already love and enjoy with their traditional dress sock. So, uh get into them they come with the no slip guarantee you'll love them so again deadsoxy.com d-e-a-d-s-o-x-y.com check out the no show collection and remember to enter promo code rebel grove at checkout for 30 percent off all orders i'm coming to you from the clark ford studios clark ford's in amory mississippi 662-257-1900 the number call that number ask for Corey clark tell Corey what ford you are looking for and he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours it's right to the bottom line no hassle no haggle um, you get your quote and you can let it be a baseline for you moving forward or you can um, go ahead and get into a clark ford today you'll love the product you'll love the service you'll be thrilled with it and um Take my word for it. I've been, I've done it three times now. Couldn't be happier with everything about Clark Ford, from the cars to the people to the service across the board. Corey and the people there do a great job. Do us a favor when you call, tell Corey that you heard about Clark Ford on the Soft Verbal Podcast or any of our MPW Digital family of podcasts. Zach, how are you? Neil, I'm doing well. Um, you know, speaking of Clark Ford. Uh, a buddy of mine always jokes about wanting to get the uh, the new Bronco that they've been teasing for going on 15 years now. So maybe by the time Carson gets his license, they'll finally release it, and uh, <laughs> you can call Corey Clark and get him a Bronco. Yeah, I could. He wouldn't even understand why a Bronco is kind of kind of <laughs> part of our pop culture. Yeah. Well, they you know they've been talking about it, and I swear they've had like seven or eight different prototypes. All the designs change constantly, and then I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the feature film Rampage that uh, Dwayne Johnson was in, and uh, he drove 
some kind of concept Bronco and everybody thought, oh, that's the new one. It's going to come out. Nope, still hadn't come out. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that film. I'm sure that some of my kids might be. But when it comes to pop culture stuff is when I feel my age more than anything else. Because I've officially hit that place where I'm (laughs) – there's like a disconnect – the kids will say, hey, have you heard about this? And I'm like, no. And then I'll ask them, "Do you remember, Do you remember? have you ever heard of this? And they say, what? I'll give you an example. Campbell was leaving the house the other day, my 18-year-old. And she said, I'll be back. And I said, you should say, I'll be back. And she went, what? <laughs> and I said, I'll be back. And she was like, ha, ha, ha. And I went, you don't know what that is? And she goes, no. And I said, Arnold Schwarzenegger? The Terminator? And she goes, who? And I said, never mind, just leave. Just just, just go. Get out of the house. I say they don't, they don't even know him as the governor that was so long ago. Yeah, she just looked at me like, what? They, they probably saw the trailer for uh, Rainbow Last Blood, and they're probably like, well, where was the first blood? <laughs> so um, you are up on your uh, Bachelorette or Bachelor whatever it is i don't yes. watch it but yes you're I, up on that you, i am up on that, that. I, I can i can participate in those conversations okay um, well, that's good yeah that because one of the bachelor contestants apparently has now gone on a couple of dates with gg habib or yeah, Haddad. she's a model right she's a model yeah and i looked her up and i said well i don't really think she's that attractive and they're like nah she's not she's just a model she's been in victoria's secrets everybody thinks she's hot (laughs) and i'm like okay whatever yeah i'm sure i'm sure you can use this to your advantage when you're you know at a bar in oxford you can talk about the bachelorette with all the locals that's what i do and i go to a lot of the bars where the college kids hang out and i just kind of hang with the 20 year olds kind of you know Mm -hmm. that's what i do I do, especially yep. now that I'm back on the recruiting beat. You know, I'll I'll go to the bars and hang with the <laughs> hang with the kids. You know, chill, get to know them. Want to build some really strong relationships. Yeah, someone's got to fill Chad's shoes. Someone's got to fill Chad's shoes, and yeah, yeah. Actually, um, oh, I shouldn't say it, so I won't. Um, all right, we're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna go we're off to a roaring start. <laughs> there is a uh, there is someone on the recruiting beat who said to a kid the other day, "Hey." And then and he said his name. He goes, I saw you at the library. And I was like, yep. oh, come on. <laughs> make Still it, has his wristband on, I bet. Make it stop. Um, <laughs> all right. So you solicited questions on rebelgrove.com. I will warn people if I have an outburst, it's because I'm watching the A's and the Cubs. It's the bottom of the first inning, no score at Wrigley. So if I have a shriek of excitement or agony, it's probably baseball related. Uh, you asked for questions. You got them. Naples Believer wants to know right now, what would you project are the changes to this class? Who do we lose? Who do we add? Um, who is, who is, who are the two most likely to add and to least, uh, whatever. I see it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there. I, I'm not going to go through all of that. <laughs> I understand this question. I kind of hate to go there. I've got – there's one player – I'm not going to go here on the academic thing because it's not fair to the kid. There is one kid in the class who is committed, who is an academic casualty 
waiting to happen if he doesn't really pick it up. And so he might pick it up and make it, but if he doesn't, he won't. And then there are maybe two kids in the class that I could see being kind of processed if things went really well. But I hate to say that out loud because what if things don't go that well? I think they would stay in the class. Right. The, I mean, yeah, we're not going to name names. Um, I, I guess my, I guess kosher answer here would be you would look to a position where there is a considerable amount of depth already on the roster and then also in the class. Yeah. So, I mean, law of averages, there's going to be there's going to be some attrition. It always happens. Um, you know, I I've reached out to some folks, you know, around Oxford, some folks on the you know staff, and you know they said, you know that the numbers are always going to work out. Um, that was the answer. That's the answer that you always give. That's the answer that I always give. Um, but in... And people say, what does that mean? Well, it means that if you fill up and then McKinley Jackson on signing day says, hey, coach, I'm coming. <laughs> you, well, we got you a dorm. You take him. Yeah. And no, without a, without a doubt. Somebody suddenly decides to go elsewhere. It's... Frankly, Alabama does this really well. Alabama lets kids decommit from them. Mm-hmm. The kid's not really decommitting from Alabama. He's just got processed. But they let yeah. him decommit and go somewhere else. Yeah, it's 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 a, like a reverse letting the kid have his moment. Yeah, let him have his second moment. Yeah. I mean, I... I don't personally know anyone on the staff. I guess I sort of do, but, you know, as a whole, I don't know them as people, but I would venture to say that Matt Luke and his staff, if someone were to get quote-unquote processed, they will find them a soft landing spot. I I don't see this staff on signing day telling a kid, hey, no, we're not sending you an LOI, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to work that out before that. And it's it's just too early to get overly obsessed with that, in my opinion. Um, yeah, we still got a while. Ago. Yeah, there. You have a hot board up that has some names on it. Um, I, I looked at it obviously, and I agreed with it. That with maybe there might have been one or two names on there that I was like, ah, I don't know that I'd put that on there. But for the most part, I was in complete lockstep, which tells you, I think, just how far along they are in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. And you know they can cast a wider net now. They've got twenty four commitments. They're going to focus. And they're gonna and they're and they're gonna be able to you know shoot for the moon. Okay, you know? you've got them at twenty four. I've got them at twenty three because I'm saying they're not going to sign Cam White. Okay, gotcha. So and he's and he's still at Northwest yeah. trying to make his way. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, looking at this question, I mean, two most likely. Who is the two most likely to add? Um. You know, and I'm I'm glad I remember this because I was it was one of those things I was like I need to remember to say this on the on the show for the first time in probably a couple of years that I can remember. I think Ole Miss is very confident in a couple defensive blue chip guys as opposed to offensive because a lot of classes were pretty heavy on the offensive side. Um, you know, I I honestly feel pretty confident right now about McKinley Jackson. And I honestly think that they are feeling pretty confident right now in Emmanuel Forbes, 
Those are the two that yeah. jump out to me. Um, Amari Thomas is right there. And this isn't me saying, well, I don't think they're going to get him. I just think that that's going to really kind of play itself out on its own. But um, the one, the, those are the two that jump out to me. I do think they're going to get Amari Thomas. But if yeah, you told I, me, I if you told me that time played out in a way that he ended up elsewhere, I'd buy it. Yeah, um, I agree with you on Forbes. I agree with you on Jackson. I'm fifty fifty on Pegues. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure what I think about Jamarian Latham. I need to know more about Alabama's situation, but. He did not come to Ole Miss, by the way, because a family member had a stroke. It had nothing to do with – he did not go to Alabama either. Right, yeah. On, on that day. So, that still – can't believe I'm saying this and walking into all the jokes. That's still fluid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then I don't know about Jacobs. I don't really know about uh, Webb. There's, there's just some guys that are still out there. It's, it's August the 6th as we tape this. Yeah, um, two least likely. This one's harder for me to answer, and not because I think they're getting everybody, but I think everything is still – it's a long way away. If you made me pick two, I would say as of right now, Reggie Grimes is in there. They need to get him back on campus. He is yet to come back. Um, and he's also been really quiet. He hasn't really yeah. done much. Yeah. He, he has visited before. Um, so I would say him and Joshua Downs is a guy that I haven't – he's still on the board, but he's committed to North Carolina, and I haven't heard much about him lately. But we mentioned this on the last show. Kids kind of lock things down right now. They either commit before their senior season or they play their senior season and deal with it later. Haven't heard much from him. So if you made me pick two, that's who I would say least likely. That's fair. I could go with either one of those. I haven't heard much about nouns one way or the other, which is possibly indicative that there's not much momentum there right now. <laughs> yeah, could mean literally anything. Uh, Larry Joe wants to know what's scarier, a regular-sized koala riding a giant spider or a koala-sized spiders riding giant koalas. I'd be scared of the giant spiders. Yeah. I'm not a fan of of insects. Um, in general, I'm with you on the whole snake thing. I cannot, I hate snakes, yeah. but yeah, giant spiders pretty terrifying. They terrify me. Uh, yes, we can tape ourselves at some point asking a recruit how your mom is doing. That actually might be funny. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> have you guys heard about any possible big names that we haven't heard about? And then he compliments your Red Cup Rebellion podcast with Bunky and Ryan Nanny. Um, I, I haven't heard any. I, I'm gonna. I know this isn't as fun as what people want. I'm not a big believer in the whole mystery crew and all that stuff. I think that's a lot of falsely generated drama. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the biggest name out there that is out there is McKinley Jackson. Right. Yeah, I would, and if I had to, if you made me pick a different name to where you picked McKinley so I can't pick him, uh, I would say Avante Williams. Uh, yeah. Safety out of, out out of Florida, Florida who's committed to Oregon. 
yeah, committed to Oregon, number 36 player overall in the country. Still in constant contact with Ole Miss. He's planning on visiting at some point during the season. Um, Charles Clark has really, really, really been after him. That's probably his number one target right now. Um, and he's kind of playing with house money. I mean, he's got Eric Reed. He's got uh, D.R. McDonald. So he can go for a big fish. Um, and, and that's who I would say is the biggest name. I, you know, I, there really isn't anybody that's looming in the shadows. I mean, I think that they pretty much are out front with everybody they're going after, big or small, if you will. Yeah, I agree with that completely. It's a great answer. Um, percentage chance that Ole Miss gets Latham to flip. It's a 0% chance that they get him to flip. There is <laughs> yeah, because Bama's going to do their thing. There's probably a 50% chance that he stops feeling the love from Alabama and figures it out, and Ole Miss would be in position to get him. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of the question, I'm not stealing your thunder here, but I'll make this easy. Yes, <laughs> Ole Miss would take Jackson, Latham, and Thomas. They would yeah. take all three defensive linemen and figure it out. There's no or. Um, Zach, 615 Reb, wants to know if you could dress like Freeze and tape yourself asking yourself, asking the recruit how his mom is doing. I will volunteer to film that if you are willing to do it. I will say that. Yeah, if we can... If if we can get a a GoFundMe going for that, then I'll do it. Um, but I don't think I've worn khakis with pleats uh, in a long time. So, and I'm not and I'm not doing my hair like him. So, yeah, but I'm not if either. we if we if you pay me, I'll always do it. <laughs> um, are the rumors do you, true? Do you actually? I'll, let me ask you this: okay. Do you actually think Hugh Freeze trolls the board? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I do have access to IP addresses now, so looking out for Lynchburg, Virginia. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Are the rumors true about Rob Melton walking on at DB? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I spoke to Rob today. Uh, for for those that are in the dark here, Rob is a uh, is a friend of mine, a, uh, a a college friend. He was my freshman roommate, actually. So shout out to Rob. I, he'll never listen to this, but um, I highly doubt Rob is walking on at DB. He actually, fun fact, he uh, almost uh, got onto the baseball team, tried to walk on there, um, and uh, didn't make it. But no, he's not walking on DB. Okay. <laughs> we could have skipped that one. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know who Rob Welton was. Rob He's Melton. the mystery recruit, everybody. Okay. Uh, let's see. Best recruiter on the staff. Here's the good news. In the past, that's an easy answer because there was only one or two. Now, there, mm -hmm. there's some several pretty good recruiters on the staff. My answer yep. today would probably be Jacob Peeler. Yeah. That's who I would say. Um now, if you ask me again in February and things go well at a certain position, if I had to predict which position, I would say Freddie Roach might find himself on a Rivals Recruiter of the Year list. Oh, it's a good point. 
But right now, it's Jacob Peeler without a doubt. Because him and Freddie are tag teaming down there in George County, desperately trying to get McKinley Jackson in this class. And it's, as of now, it's working. Yeah. Um, I think Tyrone Nix is a good recruiter. Um, Absolutely. That was how they got D.R. McDonald, without a doubt. I think in many ways, Rich Rodriguez is a good recruiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike McIntyre's a good recruiter. Matt I, Luke's yeah, a good recruiter. It's mean, a good... Yeah. He's Jack actually... Signal. This sounds bad to say actually. He's put together a really solid staff. He's got a good no staff. Question. I don't think anybody would disagree with that unless they're being contrarian. The, the staff has balance. Uh, it makes sense. And everybody goes, well, they got to win seven games. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. The staff makes sense right now. It's Freeze's staff, for as much success as he had, it had lots of recruiting holes in it. And this one really doesn't. It's a pretty yeah. solid, balanced Lots of lots of ego holes in that staff as well. Well, yeah, for sure. Because that's the difference. I mean, on the field and off the field, he's letting his guys coach, and he's letting guys recruit. He's not interfering. I don't think it's too far-fetched to say if this staff was recruiting Jannard Avery, Jannard Avery would have signed with Ole Miss. No question about it. Uh, all right, EA fins up, wants to know next commit. Who's the next commit? Uh, mm. I'll let you go first. I, I've been going first. I would say, technically, it would be Amari Thomas. And since it's technically a commit, not a flip, if 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 flips are included, I would say Emmanuel Forbes. But it would be one of the two. Yeah, you stole my you stole my answer. Damn it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I just I just think that Jabari Small and, and Thomas are way too close. The the smoke is bellowing at Briarcrest with that. Um, now it's going to be a battle, but I, I just think Ole Miss gets him in the end. Yeah, I'll say Forbes is next. But if you told me I couldn't say Forbes, I'd say Thomas. Okay. John Lester just gave up a three run home run. It's four nothing Oakland, and I'm not particularly happy. All right, uh, oh. Rebels eight ten. He says it's the first Wednesday in February. Give the percentage chance that the following are on the Ole Miss signing list where things stand currently. We, we can run through this quickly. McKinley mm-hmm. Jackson, what would be your percentage right now? I'll go 80. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. Same page. Omari Thomas. I'd say 75. I was going to say the same thing. There we J- go. Jamarian Latham, I'll say 40%. Yeah, I'll say 50 Okay. Montre Edwards, I'll say 2%. Yeah. Um, a little farther down the board at D-line, I would say about 20%. Okay. Bryson Eason. Right now, 50. Okay. I'll, he's got to show up. I'd go 30. Yeah, he's got to get back on campus. Uh, Jackson Bratton. Zero. Yeah, I'll say 1%. Uh, Tulu Griffin? I'm I'm going to say probably 10. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, not so I don't copy you, I'll say 7%. Okay. Um, 
Emmanuel Forbes, it's my turn to guess. I'll say 65%. Oh, okay. I was going to say 90. Okay. Big number. Uh, JJ Pegues, your turn. 50. I, I'm just going to say it's 50-50 until signing day. I'll say 51%. Uh-oh. Um, Isaiah Jacobs. Uh, 15%. Yeah, I was going to say 25. Okay. Fair enough. We're on, we're on roughly the same page. Yeah. Uh, no, the answer to that is no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've answered that one. Um, have I ever considered trying to incorporate some highly varied high intensity interval training like CrossFit? I was just talking to Zach about CrossFit. Zach just did a CrossFit routine just a little while ago. Um, my fear with CrossFit is that I, I'm older and I don't want to blow an ACL and have a setback. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I will say, the and, and we're not going to go on this too long. I'll just keep it simple and short. The, the great thing about going to CrossFit is that every gym that I've ever been at, they are sticklers and adamant about you have to go through a basics class you have to learn all the movements they coach you up it is you know they have um you know you can mold workouts to kind of whatever your fitness level is at they have these you, you know you can scale things down you know if you can't do this movement they have these two or three options you can do. So it's it's definitely something you can go in there and really get after it if you're comfortable in that setting and you know how to do everything. But if if you're just a beginner, um, if you're in your 50s, 60s, yeah, you can go in there and you can still do it at your own pace. So that's the one thing that, that I've always appreciated about it is that, you know, people, most people have that concern. But yeah, they'll, they'll definitely, they're not just going to throw you in the fire and, you know, let the wolves get after you. I mean, it'll... They're sticklers for safety because, you know, there's some waivers and all kinds of things involved. Might not let the wolves get after you, but the feral hogs, that's a different thing entirely. Oh, 30 or 50 of them. Um, the recruit who has the best chance of uh, surprising on the dance floor, gosh. Uh, Man. I, I, McKinley Jackson, you, you wouldn't expect a lot from him on the dance floor. Maybe he would provide it. I, I don't know. Uh, that will be reported on, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Whoever the whoever the walk on kicker is, uh, the um, oh, it's the the mayor's kid. Oh, uh, Jack Tannehill. Sure, we'll say him. Okay. Um, maybe he watches Footloose a lot. He might. I don't know. Yeah, he's a nice kid. Um, does Chad Kelly still come to Ole Miss? This was directed at me. Does Chad Kelly still come to Ole Miss if Bo Wallace doesn't go down against Arkansas in 2014? I don't think so. Yeah, that's kind of a loaded question. You're you were very involved in around the program a lot more than than I've been in the past. I would say. Maybe only because Chad's list to choose from coming out of EMCC wasn't the longest. He was prepared to go to Indiana. Yeah. So I think deep down Chad knew that the best chance for him to 
prove that he can get it done on a big stage was obviously the SEC versus the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm just not sure Freeze was going to offer him. Yeah, I the the bow injury definitely. I think that was when they pulled the trigger on that. Freeze had totally bought into his bullshit about we're recruiting a different kind of kid. <laughs> yeah. He had believed his own stuff. Well, there's also the savior complex to to consider here. There was, but it took Bo going down. Bo couldn't practice before that egg bowl. And so Oh, he could barely trot out for senior night. Yeah, so they they get whacked at Arkansas and they get back to Oxford and they start practicing for Mississippi State and the practices are horrible at the quarterback position and that's when some cooler heads prevailed and said, hey man, we got to try to get this kid. And so they went down to the championship game. I went down there for that too and got Chad to come up the next day and that's when they got it moving. Had to do all the rigmarole about Chad rediscovering himself and all that crap. Boiled boiled down to they needed someone who could throw the football. It was my only frustration with Freeze was the whole. The song and dance. That song and dance. It was such such a load of crap. Really was. The commitment ceremony and all that. Oh, the commitment ceremony? Total. Well, (laughs) before the start of fall camp, everybody had to come down and put the wristband on and say they were committed. It's one of the things I really respect about Matt Luke. They just play. Mm Mm-hmm. Just play football. Well, my thing is, you know, if you're going to do all that theatrical stuff, you know, you better win a lot. Because, I mean, I'd say it all the time that – Dabo Sweeney is Hugh Freeze, but with rings. Because he's very, not ego-wise, but very similar in his hokey, well, I'm just a good old boy, and yeah. let me come to you and talk about Jesus, and, and let me, you know, tell your mama that, that I got you. You know, he does all that, but he also wins way more than Hugh Freeze does. Yes. So it, so it works. But when you're going five and seven and you're a train wreck— you just look like an idiot. Agreed. Um, and people forget that he went five and seven that last season. Mm-hmm. Still defend him. And he was going to go five and seven or four and eight the next season. I'll ask you this, and then we'll go to the next question. Okay. Which hit was worse? The the hit that ultimately injured Bo in the Arkansas game or the hit he took at the pool at the exchange? <laughs> <laughs> It's close. It's close. I don't really remember the hit in the Arkansas game other than thinking that he had broken his ankle. That game, it was wet and cold and miserable. And frankly, every time I go to Fayetteville, it's wet and cold and miserable, and so I hope that doesn't carry over for the next four years. Um, no, the last couple times I've been to Fayetteville was actually really nice, so I take that back. Uh, does Ole Miss stay in the top 20 when the dust settles? I don't know. I think, yeah. We had a little technical issue right there, and that's probably a good thing. Um, okay, let's let's we'll get past the B- 
Bo Wallace at the pool. What I was going to say was I thought when it happened that Bo was severely injured and it Freeze had a lot of luck as it pertained to that. Um, will Ole Miss finish in the top 20 in the uh, – what do you think the ranking will be at the final – What's their final ranking? They're like 15th right now. When it's all said and done, where do you think they end up roughly? Ooh. That one's hard because obviously you have to factor in what everybody else does. Um, I would say they'll finish top 20. As of today, with how they feel about a lot of the higher-ranked guys, um, and then you still can factor in maybe a couple, couple guys will get a little boost depending on how they – play in their senior season, camps, all-star games, I would say 18th. Yeah, that's roughly what I'd say. I was going to say 16 to 18, so we're in the same ballpark. It's going to be a solid class. It's going to be a really good class you can build on, and if everything goes well, they'll keep building, and that's how you do it in this mm-hmm. league. Yeah. People don't like that, yeah, was good. that's how it's done. Um, right. Co- good cornerstone class. Yes, how does Matt Luke compare purely as a recruiter compared to other SEC head coaches and Ole Miss head coaches in the past? Um, I don't know. It's too early to say. Yeah. As a position coach, he did really well. Um, you know, a lot of people forget how high, how highly ranked a guy like Rod Taylor was. Javon Patterson had tons of big offers from other SEC schools. Um, you know, Aaron Morris. Well, no, Aaron Morris was before him, before he got back from Duke. But as an assistant coach, I mean, he was pretty good. But as a head coach, it's it's still a little early. I expect him to really help close in this class. Um, not that he didn't try last year, but I think that they're going to be able to, you know, cross some T's, dot some I's with some big guys in this class. Um but yeah, I mean, there are, the head coaches in in this league are, I mean, Nick Saban, um, I mean, Jimbo all Fisher, jokes aside, Kirby Smart. It's a, it's a, yeah, so it's Ed a loaded Orgeron league. Is a really good recruiter. But you know, look, everybody has this debate about what year is it for Matt. This is his second year as a full time head coach. This is his second season. You can do the third thing. The first season, he was an interim coach. Mm-hmm. Second he, full camp. He didn't think he was getting the job until the day that he got the job. So it's his second full season. That's reality. Yeah, he's uh, he's down the list as far as head coaches go. Yeah, it's you know he's not as proven as a lot of the guys that are in the league. But there's only one way to get proven, and we'll see what happens. Uh. I guess they're wanting you to expound a little bit on Pegues. Um, it's okay. I, so for me, I, I I think, barring a disaster on the field, that this staff has made him a you know prominent target. Yes. In twenty twenty. Yes. Um. There's no doubt about that, and I. I just find it, and people might laugh and you know 
say, well, obviously you haven't been an Ole Miss fan your whole life, but I've been an Ole Miss fan my whole life. I, I just don't see them letting another Oxford kid, much less a top-rated Mississippi guy, go to another SEC West program or just SEC program in general. Last year was a big-time punch in the gut. Nicobe Dean, Radarius Jones, Brandon Turnage, you miss out on all those guys. Um, I just – I think Pegues is really kind of – wanting to see what Auburn and Ole Miss do on the field. And in the end, I just, this is where, you know, we were just talking about Matt Luke comes in and closes, you know, Hey, look, we want you to be a piece of this class. We want you to be a leader in the, in the locker room. We want you, you know, do all that stuff. And I just think that there will be a, a point where he will have to decide because Auburn is filling up their class a lot of athletes are going there and like athlete position. I mean, um, because Pegues can play a lot of different positions at the next level. And in my, I just, that's just me taking a flyer and going with a gut feeling. I don't see Matt Luke letting a guy like that get out of their class, much less Oxford again. I tend to agree. Um, CK Dixie wants to know what are the chances McKinley Jackson gets his fifth star back? I don't know. Beats me. Yeah, I'd, you'd have to ask Chad Simmons or Woody Womack or any of those guys. I mean, they're the ones who ultimately make that decision. Um, if you want an answer, he's going to have to have a really good senior year, which I think that he will, and then he'll have to go to one of the All-Star games and go against the nation's best and, and show out. That's, that's what he's going to have to do. But if uh, he doesn't, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. MOB Rebel wants to know, with Auburn on the verge of landing Tank Bigsby, does that help uh, Ole Miss with Webb? I think so. A little? Yeah. Maybe. I think Bigsby's going to play running back at the next level, so th if that's the case, then yes, it will help them. Who's higher on the board, Webb or Jacobs? Uh, they like them both. Um Probably Jacobs because he's a high school kid. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to say. If you had to pick. Um, but it is a position where, you know, Rich Rod loves the versatile guys and he loves the traditional back. So he could find a way to use both. But if they had to pick one, it'd be Jacobs. Um, <laughs> I'm looking, Man, we just can't get away from it. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of moving on. Um I'm, I'm, I know this is bad pod. I'm just looking. Are there other players in Texas that Ole Miss is recruiting for 2020? You guys pretty much know the board right now. They're they're down to just a handful of spots. Mm -hmm. uh, most underrated player in this class. Um, Jaquandis Burns. Probably, yeah, I'd say him or Austin Keys. Yeah, either one. Both linebackers. Robert Scott, maybe. He has a chance to be a yeah elite tackle. Six seven. Can't teach that. Nope, you can't teach that. Uh Luke Schaus, maybe perhaps. Um I think that's it. Yeah. I think we've covered it. It was exciting. Some good questions. Yeah, yeah. it's good questions. A lot of questions that I just decided to skip because <laughs> just yeah, yeah you know it's eight to nothing 
It's Tuesday night. School starts tomorrow. Full day. A lot going on. Got to finish my own mailbag. You know what I mean? I got a lot of stuff to do. I don't have time to talk about bacteria, man. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zach, uh, thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, it was fun. I don't think there's going to be much going on uh, next week. I'm going to make an executive decision right here on the podcast. Zach might do a mailbag or something on the site. I don't know. Um, we're taping this. Yeah, we can t- do that. We're taping this on Tuesday night. You're going to hear it on Wednesday. One week from the time that you hear this, I'm going to be taking my oldest child to college. It's a busy week next week. It's kind of a nutty personal week, if I'm being perfectly honest and so we're probably going to take a week off from the soft verbal podcast and then hit back in about two weeks so zach's got a recruiting hot board up on the site we've got this podcast i don't anticipate anything really happening between now and the next time that we do this podcast so if you all will be uh kind enough to be understanding i would appreciate it and i also would appreciate go to deadsoxy.com Check out the no-shows, check out the clearance, check out the sales. 30% off if you enter promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. You will absolutely love the product. You can, I'll let, I'll let Zach vouch for that. It's a great product. You'll love it. Absolutely. So Where are my, Zach, where are my no-shows today? Walked around in them. Zero slip. Yeah, they're awesome. They don't slip and, and your foot doesn't feel like a swamp by the time you're done. So for Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy. Until next time, take care.